the, 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 the president might be in charge of this country, but guess what? The universe belongs to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, you know what? I, 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 I'm, really, I'm really happy to be here this morning. You know, I'm going to be truthful with you. You know, there's a, lot, a few churches that I've been to. When I pull into the parking lot, sometimes I feel a little nervous and, or, 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 or feel kind of strange. But you know what? I've only been here a couple of times, but each time I've been here, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm at home. And so I praise God for every last one of you. Uh, uh, I, it's a lot of you. I need to mention by names, but I, let's just say the Thompson family, uh, 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 the, the, the Johnsons family. I mean, uh, it's a lot of Johnsons in Baltimore. I, every time I look at this, it's a Johnson somewhere. But, but, but you know what? I, I praise God, uh, you know, giving on, on you know, of course, first of all, I have to give honor to God. Oh, without God, nothing can be possible. You know, we, 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 we are living in some strange times today, whereas people don't want to even recognize that there's a man that came and died for us in order that we may live forever. You know, we, we, we are living in some, some terrible times. So I give my praises to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's who I'm greeting you on today. You know, uh, Pastor Thompson, uh, I, I can't say enough about him. Uh, I remember some years back, uh, I was decided to take a couple of classes. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I said, man, well, maybe I should take a couple of classes here and there. And I, I walked in the classroom, and I looked around, and I, I saw this brother over here. And I said, oh, my God. I said, praise God, we got a young man here, a young guy here taking a class with me. Come to find out, he was my teacher. So, 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 I, I say, you know what? They, uh, well, they they say you you can teach an old dog new tricks. So, but I I, I praise God for Pastor Thompson. I, I I'm gonna tell you something. He he's really an inspiration in my life. Uh, I notice he's you know not that young anymore. I, this morning I gave him a, I gave him a hug and I kind of looked at his sideburns and he got a little gray in there. I, I said, well. Oh, praise God, you know. <laughs> I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I, I, you know what? I have to acknowledge the first lady of this church. Oh, what a blessing she is. She is a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. And she looked good, too. <laughs> God bless you both. To all the deacons and members and family members and aunts and cousins and everyone that's in this room today i i praise god to see your face once again you know uh as pastor thompson mentioned that we went on the cruise we had a fantastic time uh you know uh, uh the, the only part that i didn't go for so much was we went to some island and we had the lunch out there and all the flies was around the food and <laughs> And I'm not a much of a beach person, but I'm going to tell you something. I really enjoyed that cruise. It, it, it gave my wife and I some time to relax and enjoy each other company. And even if we didn't do no more than hell hands, you know, uh, that, that, that's a blessing sometimes. But, 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 but you know what? I, before I even get started, please, my, my wife, Carol, God bless her. I, I, I'm trying, I'm going to. Uh, and I always say this to everywhere, but please forgive me if I stutter or mix my words up. Uh, the Lord delivered me years ago from a serious stuttering problem. 
and you wouldn't think that as much as I talk sometimes. So, but bear with me if I stutter every now and then. I, I, I am not what you uh, call one of these type of individuals that is going to do backflips and somersaults and, 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 and spit fire out of my mouth and, and, and fly through the air with the greatest of ease. But the thing is, is this, we are here, I'm here to teach a little lesson that I feel that the Lord has given me and I feel that it's important. But you know, as I look around the room, uh, I, I see a lot of these young folk here. And when I say the young folk, the babies. And it gave my heart great joy to hear the voices of these children speaking out the word of God. Oh man, if you want to thrill, it's nothing like a child speaking the word of God. So I encourage the parents and grandparents to keep on keeping on, okay? Because the thing is, is this, the society and the world that these kids are involved in is much different than the way we came up. But we came up in a time whereas at that time, I did not appreciate the things that my parents and grandparents was trying to teach me. I didn't appreciate on how many times in the household that we had to listen to something about God. You know, uh, my wife and I, sometimes we joke around, but we had this thing, uh, in, in, in my household it was Jesus this and Jesus that. You know, but you know what, that Jesus this and Jesus that brought me to where I am today. There's a lot of people that is three times younger than I am that cannot say anything because guess what? They're so-called pushing up daisies. But the thing is, is this, we need Christ in our lives. We need Christ in our lives, not just for a little while or sometimes. We need them 24-7, 365 plus. I, 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 I am so, so thankful uh, uh, today because I can stand before you and some of you here, you remember uh, there was a time that we didn't have the cell phones and we didn't have the iPads and we didn't have the computerized TVs like children has today. Today, I am thankful that I came up in a household whereas I can remember the first time we received a TV. At one time, my sisters and I had to go to the neighbor's house. Uh, and we, I'm from Philadelphia, and anybody from Philadelphia, I used to live at 25th and Diamond, which means that wasn't a very, very pleasant place, even back in the 50s. But I praise God that we didn't have a TV. I didn't think so then, but now when I think back, when we used to go over to the neighbor's house to watch TV, usually on Saturdays, we had to watch what the parents wanted to see first, and then once they got through and got into their conversations, the kids was able to watch what they want to watch. But I praise God for that because it made me value what I have versus what I didn't have. I, what I had back then, it was communication. It was fellowship in a household. And the thing is, is this. In that household, by not having a lot of those things, we didn't have any type of interference coming into our household. I remember the time, whereas, and some of you may remember, how my mother or grandmother used to take the dough and spread it out on the table and flop flyer up in the air and take a jar and roll that dough out and then take the jar and then make those circles where you had biscuits. <laughs> but while we were, but while we were, while we was observing that, 
my mother or grandmother was actually telling us various stories, but at that time, we didn't realize there were stories from the scriptures. I used to get mad at my mother at times when she was doing that, and we, I used to, we used to have a radio. Now, that's what we listened to a lot. That was our entertainment. I used to listen to stories like Dark Shadows, The Lone Ranger, okay, Amos and Andy. You know, and, and, and every time one of those shows, uh, 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 the, um, uh, the, the, what was his name? The Fathom. The Phantom, yeah. Who knows, but the Phantom knows. Or, or, you know, it, was, it was a shadow or whatever. But, 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 but the thing is, is this. I praise God because in those stories, I wanted to hear what was going on. But then soon as something happened, my mother or grandma would say, well, see, that's the way Jesus is. Oh, come on, mama. Let me listen to her. But I praise, I, I praise God for those opportunities because we, it was a closeness. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that. And the sad part about it is it's not only affecting the children of society today, it's affecting the adults. It's really sad when you hear a man and woman who's been married for a couple of years is divorced because the man can't stay off of the video games. It's something wrong with that picture. It's something wrong when a man loses his job because he's so stuck on one level of a game and he calls in sick and eventually loses his job. We may laugh at that, but these things are taking place these days and time. We have to be very, very, very careful on the things that we do. Uh, I, I, I want to uh, uh, speak for a little while on 1 John, 2nd chapter, 15th verse. 1 John, 2nd chapter, 15th verse. And, and, and it reads, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Okay? If I may, I'll like to title this, this lesson, Spiritual Interference. Father God, we thank you for this blessed day that you've given me, dear Lord. Another opportunity, dear Heavenly Father, not only to say your name, but, dear Lord, to teach your word, dear Lord. May, may something that I say or do touch someone, dear Heavenly Father, and open their heart and mind, dear Lord. And not only that, dear Lord, that they benefit from it, but may they carry the word out to someone else, dear Lord, through evangelizing, dear Heavenly Father. Not for their glorification or for mine, dear Lord, but for yours and for the power engaged in the kingdom. So we just say thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't want to come here and embarrass anybody. I don't mean to come into this house of God and offend anyone. So if I say anything this morning that may touch or prick your heart, please let me apologize now. But the thing is, <laughs> but the, the thing is, is this. When we go into the book of Genesis, and Genesis 3.1, the serpent was more crafty than any living creature in the field which the Lord has made. And Satan said to the woman, which was the serpent, 
Can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? Now, notice I said garden and not garden. I am not what you call very, very bright when it comes to English and punctuation and things of that nature. But when I read this, the serpent, while talking to Eve, didn't put a period after that sentence, after that statement. Okay? He placed a question in her mind. Sometimes questions places doubt. It gets you start to thinking, and it takes your focus away from what was truly intended. We have to be quite, uh, careful on questions that individuals place in our lives, especially we as safe folk. The reason why I chose 1 John 2nd chapter and 15th verse is because we as man, since the beginning of time, we struggle with something called temptation. And we had conflict and conflict created blindness and, 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 and changed the reality uh, in us making rational decisions because of the conflict or the interference that Satan sometimes put in our lives. The thing is, is this, temptation is common to man because it's part of our sin nature. There's no one in this room or in the world who has not been tempted every now and then. There's no exceptions to temptations. Uh, Christ himself in Matthew chapter 4 was tempted. So you know if Christ could be tempted or that Satan made an attempt to tempt him, what do you think he's going to do with us? We have to be very, very careful and realize that God sent his son for that supreme sacrifice so we may according, live according to God's purpose, not our own. Uh, we have to live according to God's plan, not our own. Uh, there's no such thing as an unimportant person. Sometimes in going to like a shelter or, 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 or even a, a, a hospice, you know, there are people out here in society that feel they have no purpose. Don't let Satan ever tell you that you don't have a purpose. Every person, whether he's a, uh, the oldest of man to the youngest of child, has a purpose on this earth. Don't let Satan deceive you and telling you that you have no per purpose. There is no such thing as a person who God has a plan for who don't have a purpose. If God has a plan for you, you have a purpose. One of the things that God gave each and every one of us from the time that inception had taken place, he's given us a gift. He's also given us talent. There is nothing wrong with utilizing those gifts and talents for the glorification of God. You have a purpose. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you don't have a purpose in life. Parents, don't ever tell your children that you'll amount to nothing in life because guess what? God has a purpose for that child. I made plenty of mistakes coming out with our children saying, you know what? You keep that up. You're not going to be anything in life, but that's wrong. That is wrong. We should build these children up just as Christ tried to build us up. We need, we, 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 we need, we need that in our hearts, in our minds, 
in our life, we need to always wake up in the morning and realize and know that we have a purpose in this life. We don't need a title or of elder or minister or deacon to have God's plan. We need to be strong in our faith. We, 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 you know, you don't have to be a supervisor or, or have letters in front of your first name to have a purpose in life. Okay, just the most quietest, commonest person has a purpose in this life. How many times have you walked across a person and you look and you notice it was something different about that individual and that individual haven't even opened their mouth and said one word, but when you find out they're saved, they have a purpose in life. God is a planner. He had a plan for us prior, prior to us ever being born. But today especially, we involve ourselves in too many worldly things. Now, 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 now um, the Bible teaches that Satan is the greatest de 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 deceiver, and, but he has all types of tools and gimmicks in his arsenal for his game plan. Okay, uh, Just as in Genesis 3.1, Satan has to continue to twist the truth and continue to create blindness through deception, co to continue to believe and make us believe that the grass is greener on the other side, and some of us Older folks know once we get to that so-called grass, which is green on the other side, we discover it's no more than astroturf, and the only good use it has is to be walked upon. We have to be very, very careful in some of these advertisements that we see on TV. Okay, I look at it this way: all those script, you know, all through Scripture, whatever God does, Satan does the complete opposite. God has a plan. Satan has a plan also. God wants us to see. Satan wants each and every one of us to walk in blindness. Uh, 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 Satan, Satan wants us to think that we're not going anywhere and we are useless in life. But at the same time, he wants us to be walking in darkness and dealing in the world's uh, entertainment system. God, uh, you know, Satan wants us to think that his darkness is light. S Satan wants us to think that we are walking in God's acceptance while not realizing we're walking in condemnation. Satan wants us to think with fleshy minds and not godly hearts. Satan wants us to dilute praising, worshiping, and fellowshipping with God. It's something wrong with that picture. And you know what? There's a lot of what we call saved folk out here is falling right into Satan's plans. We have to be careful. I remember uh, 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 I had a teacher by the name of Benjamin Wiley. Oh, Benjamin Wiley was stuck in the book of, Tim book, uh, books of Timothy. That was his thing. But he always told me, one tool that you can give Satan that will really help him out is not to study the Word of God. Just last night, uh, I think, yeah, it was last night. Just last night, my wife and I, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you a fib. Night before last, my wife and I was watching something with this guy by the name of Mer Bill Maher. Okay, this man... He went out, had, a, I guess, an hour and a half, close to two-hour program, not only here in the United States, but he went all around the world 
going to save folk trying to prove that there is no God. Okay. The thing that really got me is not the fact that he spent money, time, energy, camera crews, plane tickets, went here, there, everywhere to prove that there's no God. What got me about that show was he was going to save folk. And my wife and I, we got into a conversation. What really, really, not impressed, but depressed me was he went to people who call themselves Christian but did not know how to defend the faith. And I'm the truth with you. If a person would have saw that show that has no God in their lives whatsoever, guess what? They would have been sucked in. We have to be careful because Satan has his army out there. Just like Christ had the disciples and the uh, apostles out going around spreading the word, Satan has demons even till this day doing the same exact thing. God warns us against misguided desires because of fleshy passions that creates emptiness in life. They create disappointment, and they, uh, they, they, they have a misuse of valuable time. The reason why I say misuse of valuable time, we're not spending enough time with the Lord. Now, I want you to realize something, that as I stand before you this morning, I may be saying that you or someone else may not be spending enough time with the Lord, but I want you to include me as well. Because there's a lot of times when I'm sitting in front of that TV screen, I should be spending some time with the Lord. Because if you turn on the TV, just last week we went to church, had a fantastic service. And as soon as I went home, I happened to pop on the TV, and as soon as that, the screen came on, the four-letter words start popping out. Now, here it is. You got to turn it off. But here it is. We live in a society now whereas it's not uncommon to see those things on TV. I praise God. You know, a lot of times people laugh at me and, 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 and say, man, you know, uh, you remember that? You know why I remember a lot of things when I was coming up? Because they had some value. I praise God for a show called Lassie. Okay? I, I praise God for a show, and some of you might not remember this, but a show called Renton 10, the littlest hobo, okay? Uh, 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 my father used to like to watch this thing. Uh, uh, this guy used to talk so fast, uh, the Highway Patrol. But those shows had value. They taught you something. Even if it didn't do no more, but they had a good, begin uh, a good beginning, something went wacky in the middle, but it had a pleasant ending. Today, we see all kinds of filthiness. In this show we were watching the other night, this guy, Bill, trying to prove that Mary truly wasn't a virgin, okay? And some of the scenes that they had of this woman portraying Mary, I'm telling you, it should have been triple X. It's sad. We can hardly take our children to a movie anymore. I'm talking about even with the cartoons. Some of the kids may not realize it, but when an adult sit down and look at some of these cartoons in the movie theater, I'm telling you, they're nasty. They have sexual contents in it and making various points in the movie there. The child may not get, understand it, but the parent does. But guess what? That child remembers. That child remembers, and they're registering things. And, and then when they get out into society and start talking about these things, next thing you know, boom. 
that's why a lot of things seem to be common. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I tell you this, uh, a guy asked me not too long ago, he said, uh, he said, would you ever marry two men? No. Well, can't you send them to counseling? No. Okay, well, what would you do with them? I will evangelize to them. I'll show, take them to the book and show them. Satan wants to get his hands inside the church so bad. And you know what? If we're not careful, he could, be, he could succeed. He can succeed through the government. We have to always stay prayed up. But I um, cannot tell you how much important it is to study the word of God, to learn how to defend the faith. I, I, I hope I'm not speaking out, but I remember it was a while. It was some years back, and I, it, it had something to do. I think it was at Morgan, and they were asking for a panel of preachers or teachers to go, and I think they were just talking about, it, it, it was basically apologetics. And if I'm not mistaken, there was only one individual that I knew showed up. <laughs> Praise God for Pastor Tommy this. It's really sad when so many pastors and teachers and preachers was invited to that thing, they didn't show up. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. Uh, Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me tell you this, and I remember this date vividly. This past August 8th, and, and let me say this, Pastor, get some of your people to escort me and my wife to our car, because I don't think some, pe some, guy, some people may not like what I'm about to say. This past August 8th, I heard on the radio that as of that date, it is going to be one of the most exciting times for the rest of the year. And I'm listening, listening. Come to find out, August 8th marked the start of preseason football, okay? Preseason football, okay? I thought about that, and I thought to myself, wow, they're putting it out as August 8th is a national holiday. I mean, the, these newscasters on the radio were really pumping this thing up talking about up there in, uh, in Pennsylvania. We get a lot of the Ravens up there, but you got some Pittsburgh fans up there, some Eagles fans. And, 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 and please, if you're a football fan, please don't think bad of me. I like football too, but you know what? Like everything, uh, overabundance of something is too much. It's too much. In the NFL, every team in participation for the next scheduled game, they're gonna study the players. Okay. They're going to watch film of the opposing team. It never fails. How many times have you turned on the uh, game and you see the coaches doing like this? They're talking. They're talking about various strategies, and they don't want the other team to see what they're talking about. They don't want the other team to see what you're about to do. But the, this thing of Football season, I, I, I'm kind of a baseball person myself, but I like football, but this, 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 this thing with the NFL, 
really kind of gets to me. And I'm going to tell you why. As we get into these football seasons and all, it's so many people that is so fascinated with the NFL. It is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. Uh, the, 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 in the NFL and the, rather whatever conference you're in, they want to become very, very knowledgeable on how to beat the opposition by creating negative results, confusion, and disruption in the other team game plan. Okay, now follow me. Just as in football, Satan wants to take us completely out and away from our intended spiritual plan. Just as the NFL teams collect films on their opponents, Satan has film on each one of us. In some sly way, he wants us to disrupt our daily lifestyle by, and, 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 and take Christianity and, and, and twist it around and divert our attention according to not God's plan, but to his plan. I, I, you know, a lot of people say, well, they can't, the devil can't do what you won't let him do. Well, that's true. But let me tell you something. I, 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 I heard on, uh, 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 on, on a religious station uh, about during the course of a day, approximately 80% of our thoughts on a daily basis aren't godly. Now, when I heard that, I said, wait a minute, come on. But you know what? If you really sit down and chew on it for a while, it's not. How many times you've been driving up the street and someone cut you off and you had a negative thought? Or how many times have you been on your way to work and that supervisor that just crushed you the day before, you got to face him again? Okay. How many times have you thought, well, I hope he gets fired? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. That's a thought process that contributes to that 80%. Satan assigned demons who at times makes attempt to know our every move, and he wants to know our tendency. He wants to know our movements. He wants to know our strengths. And most of all, he really wants to know what our weaknesses are. Satan knows the sensitivities and moods because he, too, has to keep the record of our activities. Okay, just so Satan is no more than that opposing team keeping film on us. Satan has a strategy in defeating us by putting person, places, and things in our lives as a substitute for God. Whatever our interest is in this world, Satan will try hard for us to focus on that meaningless interest. And before we realize it, we're spending more time with a false God than the true and living God. Satan used a creative serpent that walked on two legs. Now, that's that. when I read that, I, you know, sometimes your mind just goes in a world of fantasy, and you say, wait a minute. You mean to tell me this woman talked to a serpent on two legs? Well, it happened. It happened, and I'm tell you, as a result of what took place is, is as a result of what's going on in the world today. We must stop walking in daily blindness. Uh, we must stop sleepwalking in darkness, only to find ourselves when we do that, we're always walking into negative consequences. Satan knows who 
and what has our interest. He will use it towards his advantage or towards his game plan to defeat us. Genesis 1.24 teaches us that God created the living creatures, including the creeping things. But today, we continue to have creeping animals or things in our lives. We have a major creeping thing that creepeth on two legs called man. He's trying to divert our focus from the living God. Some of us are so afraid of what man might think of us when we speak the word of God. But I, you know what? The thing is, is this. The Lord is my strength and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'm not afraid that when I get in a daily conversation with somebody and once in a while a joke will pop up and things of that nature. I, I have no problem with having a decent, enjoyable conversation with someone. But the thing is, is this, somewhere during the course of the day, I have to mention the name of Jesus. Whether they want to hear it or not, I have to mention the name of Jesus. We, 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 we have become a culture of entertainment, a culture of electronic devices, a culture that pays more attention to our messages and emails and Instagrams and face in the book. I mean, yeah, Facebook. Lord, <laughs> forgive me. Facebook, all which diverts our attention many times from what the Lord is trying to have us do. Satan don't want us to have a relationship with God. He makes it his game plan to interrupt what plan God has in store for us. Believe it or not, a lot of us could have been a lot further than where we are today if we only had take heed to what the Lord wanted to do some years back. A lot of us had went through a lot of trials and tribulations, and we said, well, the Lord wanted, well, according to scriptures, uh, we are going through trials and tribulations. But you know what? Some of those trials and tribulations that we've gone through were self-inflicted. And we have to be very, very careful in not letting Satan place his game plan in our game plan or what Christ wants us to do. Okay? So... We must be watchful and prayerful that nothing or no one interferes with the plan that God has for us. Some of our co-workers are two-legged serpents. Some of our family are two-legged serpents. Some of our so-called friends are two-legged serpents. In some of our churches, we sit next to two-legged serpents. We are involved in too much of the world. We are giving credit to things where credit is not due and not enough credit to Christ who died for our nastiness and rose so we may have everlasting life. It's something wrong with the picture today. Right now, Baltimore City, as small as it is compared to other cities, is considered the most dangerous city in the United States. It's something wrong with that picture. It's something wrong with that picture, whereas I, I remember it was uh, like in the, um, like in the uh, uh, late 60s, a friend of mine, we came to, you know, party in Baltimore. But when we left here, we said, wow, that place is strange. It was some, one of the most friendliest places I've ever been. Not anymore. Not anymore. The thing is, is this. 
we have to be careful on how we spend our time and who we spend our time with because we're walking, walking right into the game plan of Satan. I heard Ray Lewis say it one time, and, and this is where I may need an escort out of here. Uh, Ray Lewis said one time, if there's no football on Sunday, the city will see an increase in violence on the weekends. I said, what? Now, I think this was during the time the NFL had some problems and they were talking about a strike or something like that. This was a few years ago. But I say this, without Christ on any day, the violence will continue to take place. We're suffering because of a lack of our commitment and serving according to God's plan. We're facing consequences because of the lack of time spent with Christ. We spend so much irrelevant time without Christ that we surely will face and facing unwanted consequences. I saw a movie with uh, Will Smith in it. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but some of you might know what I'm talking about. Will Smith, uh, he, he was a doctor, and, 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 and this movie was about uh, head injuries and long-term effects of players who played in the NFL. Yeah, concussion. Thank you. Yeah, it, it ain't nothing like having a strong, godly wife. <laughs> to touch the minds of men and keep them straight without interference. <laughs> but Will Smith was in this movie and he was trying his hardest to show these team owners and all the, 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 the seriousness of some of these players that's coming out with this da these damaging injuries to their head. But in this movie, I'll never forget a team owner stated Sunday used to belong to God, but now the NFL owns it. You know what? I have to say that the NFL owns some of us, and by owning some of us, it's enslaving us to their allotted time and not to God's. Don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with a man or woman liking football. But we have to keep in mind, as safe folk, football is nothing more than entertainment. We are not getting any finances from it. The NFL cannot put us in the kingdom of heaven. We have to pay, take heed and put our interest and our time, our allotted time, into salvation and into the kingdom. It's so important. Growing up in Philadelphia, in my parents' house, and I'm quite sure in a lot of your houses, no matter how old you were, Sunday was for church. We got up, and if my sisters and I had something to eat, we ate. But if we did have something to eat and sat at that table and after we blessed that food and ate, we better not take our time because there was a place called Sunday School that we weren't allowed to be late going to. Rain, snow, snow, sleet, or hail, we were walking to Sunday school. Uh, then, after Sunday school, we didn't take our little change and run to the store to buy candy. We didn't do that until after 11 o'clock. Anyway, but, 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 but after Sunday school was over, we had to leave the classrooms of Sunday school and then venture up to the sanctuary because guess what? It was 11 o'clock service. 
It was none of this sitting down playing with various gadgets while the preacher was preaching. It was none of this reading magazines or squirting or falling asleep. I remember one time my mama was in that church, and I don't know who the woman was, but I kind of slipped down like I was going to go to sleep, and that woman grabbed my thigh and pinched it. And ah! But the thing is, is this. She made me sit up correctly because guess what? The word was being taught. We don't have that these days and time. We have these gadgets now that we as parents give to the kids, and sometimes I think they act as a little babysitting uh, tool. The thing is, is this, they're out of my hair, long as they're quiet, but no, we have to be careful of these devices because guess what? Satan, guess what? He's the god of the air. And whatever's floating around in that air is going into that device, and from that device is going inside that child's head. We have to be very, very careful of that. But after we came home from 11 o'clock service, we had to go home, and in our house, we had early dinner on Sunday. Now, we would sit down at the dinner table, and we would have our pot of greens and things of that nature if Mama and Daddy could afford it. And after we ate, Every child sitting at that table had to get up while wearing a bathrobe. I had to take my shirt off and clean that kitchen up. While we're cleaning the kitchen up, mom and daddy getting ready for the next service. Here we are walking back to that church, going to service. Okay? We used to have testimony services and things of that nature. It seems like we'll never get home. And by the time, or many times when we got home from uh, evening service, the only time we had left to do was to wash up and go to bed and make ready for school the next day. We don't have that today. We don't have that today. But, you know, I, I always ask, how can we spend 40 or more hours on a man's job and can't sit through a church service? Many people will, will, will lose you know, we'll lose, uh, or, 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 or lose the pastor's uh, benediction by walking out before he gives the benediction so they can make it home to see a kickoff of a football game. There's something wrong with that picture. You know, you know I, I truly believe that God endorses and blesses the pastor, whereas he's extending a blessing to you through that benediction, and by you walking out that door, you're losing out. You're giving more tools for the enemy. You're giving more tools for the opposition. You're adding to the enemy's game plan. I look at it this way. I've invited a lot of my co-workers uh, many times to church services. And um, many of them say that they, they can't get up that early. Okay? I've had a couple say, well, man, well, if I'm off on Sunday, that's my day to sleep in. Well... I say this, Christ wasn't asleep while hanging on the cross for us. Christ wasn't asleep when he gave that job to us. Christ wasn't asleep when he delivered us out of some of the situations that we put ourselves in. A child of God feeds on the word and exercises their faith Sunday through Sunday. We can't afford to sleep while Satan is planning his strategy. I remember being laughed at and when, when, when I didn't know certain football players or the status of certain football teams and things of that nature, or when I questioned someone about their position. 
Some of these guys will look at me and say, oh, man, you don't know that. Uh, uh, that's what you get for going to church so much, you know. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, I'll tell you what. When you're standing in front of Christ being judged, they, they, you tell them about the NFL, okay? <laughs> I, I, I've been asked, I've been asked on several occasions uh, to take a Sunday and tailgate with some of the guys, okay? Uh, uh, some of you know I, well, I'm on my second retirement now, praise God, but uh, uh, some of the guys, uh, I don't know where they get this money from, but uh, uh, they, 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 they ask me to tailgate with them. And when I, say, I tell them, no, that's my day of worship, again, here comes the jokes. You know what I mean? Here comes the taunting. You know, oh, you're going to church and giving that pastor your money. Well, let's talk about that. I've learned that some of those guys would be at Raven Stadium, need the protection, would be at Raven Stadium, which is called what, M&T, in the cold, approximately 6 a.m. setting up for a tailgate gathering for a game that doesn't start until 1 p.m. Now think about that. Stick with me now. A few individuals after the tailgating session who have season tickets, they'll go to the game, yell, scream, give their praise and support, to their living God, the Ravens. But you know, in researching this, I had to say, what are they getting out of this? Well, let me tell you what they're getting out of it. Now remember, keep in mind, every church, Christ Doctrine Church, varies. But keep in mind the time that we're spending in service today in comparison to what some of these guys are doing. I've, I've learned the, the, uh, I learned the following about a football game. After tailgating gating since approximately 6 a.m. to game time, these guys already invested between six to seven hours of their time. Six and seven hours of their game time. Meanwhile, there's a lot of them wouldn't want to spend two hours praising the Lord. No, don't like I said. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I hope I didn't break anybody's heart or anything like that. But the thing is, is this: on in, in an average pro football game, there is only approximately 17 minutes of actual contact. Can you believe that? There are only there are actually only 17 minutes in actual physical contact. Okay. The, 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 time clock, the, the, the time on the clock for a football game is set for an hour, though, okay? Some games with timeouts, stopping the clock, timeout for injuries, halftime, and commercials can last up to two and a half to possibly three hours, especially if overtime occurs. Now, these individuals who laughed and joked at me spent on the average nine hours and many times in inclement weather, yelling and screaming literally for a team that can't do nothing for them but entertain. I ask, where are our priorities? Uh, I, I, I had a coworker, I'm not gonna mention names because some of you might know him, he, he, he got suspended, he lost his job 
and ended up resigning his position because he let a game create a domestic assault on his wife because the Ravens lost. Something's wrong with that picture. Another co-worker out of anger, out of anger, anger, lost some time from work because of injuries, not from the job, but he broke his toe kicking a chair because the Ravens lost. There's something wrong with that picture. If I'm going to lose my job, let me lose my job praising the Lord. Okay? If I'm going to break my toe, let me break my toe for the praising the Lord. The thing is, is this. I have yet, no matter how much the Holy Spirit hit a person, I've seen people do all kinds of things, and when that spirit hits them, but I have yet to see one get injured. But yet, we get injured. <laughs> but yet, we get injured for praising the Ravens at M&T Church. Now, 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 the church of the NFL is wild. Uh, these individuals that goes to the church and has these season tickets and been out there with the tailgating and all, after the game, they're in a traffic jam. And then they arrive home only to do what? Turn on the NFL today because they want to see the highlights of the game that they just left. While talking with the friends over the phone that they were at the game with. Then on Monday morning, especially fellas, you know this, everybody is a Monday morning quarterback. Everybody is a coach in the NFL. So what they're going to do is spend several valuable minutes. You know what? I, I, I'll say this. I, 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 just, I just retired. It was my second retirement, praise God, that, from the sheriff's office. And I started in the locker room a uh, prayer. While we were getting dressed, I had all the fellas get together, those who wanted to participate, for prayer. What really impressed me that the Lord had, was beginning to send deputies to work early who began to participate in the prayer in the locker room. And, you know, it was beginning to grow. A supervisor pulled me in the office and told me, that's a no-no. You can't do that on state property. Well, I said, well, the thing is, is this. We're in a locker room, some of us in our skibbies, but we're, the only thing we're doing, we're just men just asking the Lord to place a hedge of protection around us this day, and everyone that walks into this courthouse, we have to stop it. But let me tell you one thing that, 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 that hasn't stopped, okay? Uh, these individuals, after a while, Monday, they, they, they have this session of Monday morning quarterbacking and being coaches, uh, stating all the uh, mistakes that the Ravens or whoever made and what changes they would have done and things of that nature. But also, during the day, they perform many visits by their cell phones to something called the NFL app. And this is in review of next Sunday's game and in preparation for the next week's tailgate. Sometimes these guys playing on Tuesday, and you would think that they're going to have a big, gigantic citywide pick, uh, picnic because they're planning on Tuesday the menu for the next tailgate session, and who's bringing what? I say this. If you have that much time to invest in an NFL, why can't you do the same for a living God?
There's something wrong with this picture. There's something wrong with, 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 with us having society and men interfere with uh, our, our, our salvation, uh, uh, interfere with our spiritual you know, uh, 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 beings. There's something wrong these days and times. Satan has used trickery and he found weaknesses and he interrupts spiritual plans that God has for us. We cannot be saved by attending the church of the NFL or any type of church of the world. We can't. We cannot be doing that. There is nothing wrong with liking football, I'll say again. There is nothing wrong in attending a game. There is nothing wrong with attending tailgating. But you know what the thing is is this. Too much of something is always bad. It's always bad. And the thing is, is this. I wonder how many of those guys that attend these tailgating starters actually, what an opportunity to spread the word of God. But you never hear these things. But it's wrong when we start making our lifestyle something other than what the Lord intended us to uh, uh, do. It's wrong when we know more about the status of the team rather than the situation or the status or the positioning of our soul. Uh, it's wrong when we commit so much time to entertainment and unwilling to commit some time to our living God. Worship, praising, studying, evangelism should be a Christian's lifestyle and not the interest of worldly things. It is so important being extremely wise in what's important in our life. Remember this. Whatever or whoever you are spending an abundance of time with, or place priority in is your God. You have to admit that. I, 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 I lived on a street called Hoarder Street. We had a guy by the name of Mr. Bob. Bob, I'm telling you, a really nice guy. Bob, I'll never forget, I can't tell you what year it was, but Bob had a Buick Riviere. That was one of the most prettiest cars that I've ever seen, both body style as well as the color that he had. But Bob was like this. At that time, I was attending something called the, um, uh, uh, a church called Mount Pleasant. Uh, I'm sorry, not Mount Pleasant. Mount, the Mount Airy Church of God in Christ, Elder Ernest Mars. Every time I would go out, and I was working on the TV ministry then, uh, every time I would go out, no matter what time of day or, or, or evening, Bob would be out there with a rag wiping that car down. I, just, I told him I was looking with him. I said, Bob, you're going to rub the paint off that car. Oh, no, I'm not. You know what amazed me? If it rained, I used to love the short showers because when I showered and stopped, I would always run out, and I guarantee you, Bob would be coming out with his rag to wipe that car down. It is amazing how at night Bob was out there under the street light wiping that car down. You know what? Bob was a nice guy but he made that car his God. We have to be careful on what we make our God. We have to be careful. There's nothing wrong with advancements. There's nothing wrong with, 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 with leading, reading these iPads and, and going on the computer and things of that nature. And quite frankly, us older folks really don't have too much of an excuse because a lot of us don't even know how to use that stuff. But the thing is, we have to be very, very careful on the time that we spend with these things that's been placed before us that's taken time away from God. But the thing is, is this. If you know anyone that is involved in the church, in the NFL, or in the church of worldliness, there was a song that my granddaddy used to sing to me, and I am not 
a good singer, but my granddaddy used to sing, get right with God and do it now. Get right with God and he will show you how. Down at the cross where he shed his blood, get right with God.